0: Some intro music. That's that's one of the things that I love about Live Drive is the exciting music. Uh, pleased to be joining you this afternoon. This is Nick Medelsky live from Owatonna. I know before the break they're having a little bit of struggle out there in uh, South Dakota, saying South the name. Dakota, Yeah, but it's Owatonna. <laughs> and we're at uh, St. Joseph Church here, uh, one of the two churches in town um have a few acknowledgments to uh give from the end of last hour we'll give out the phone number and then we'll get uh, started with the chaplet uh so before uh before the break or well during the break i suppose we got three more uh gifts in anonymous from bismarck uh gave at the disciple level for all the souls in purgatory for all those discerning religious life vocations for all those in seminary and in thanksgiving, for all those currently serving as priests and deacons. That's one of my favorite dedications to see come in for the pre- our priests and deacons. It's uh, such a blessing to have them and such a nice way to, to honor them and to acknowledge uh, how they help us in our spiritual life and serve the church and uh, by calling in and giving a gift in their honor. Victor from Sioux Falls in South Dakota gave at the guardian angel level and said the Lord has blessed us has blessed him and his family, and they want to return the favor. And finally, Anonymous from Duluth, way up north in Minnesota here, gave the guardian angel level uh, for their family and for their two deceased aunts who are from the Sisters of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Beautiful. So thank you. Thank you to Anonymouses, and thank you, Victor, uh, for your generous gifts this hour. Uh, the, over the break, whenever you, whatever the hour is, we'll just say thank you. Uh, that number to make your pledge right now, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122, or safely and securely online at realpresenceradio.com. A few people have taken advantage of that giving online. It's a nice way to do things. So, again, realpresenceradio.com or 877 795 eight seven 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 nine five zero one. Two, two Once again, if you're just joining us, you're tuned into the Awaken Fall Live Drive here on Real Presence Radio. This is Nick Modelski here in Owatonna, Minnesota, at St. Joseph Parish, and uh,
1: back in Fargo, Heather yeah. is
0: on the line as well.
1: I'm joining. I am being. I'm going to be the little sidekick today, if that's all right with you, Nick. So we're kind of like incorporating multiple
0: parts of the listening area, because Heather usually works out of South Dakota. Right. Now you're in North Dakota, right? And I'm in Minnesota right now. so
1: Equal opportunity. We're kind of, yeah.
0: Get, uh, get uh, Karen on the phone if she's in uh, uh, Wyoming right now, and we can pull the whole network together in one shot. I
1: love it. I love it.
0: And uh, sitting here with me in person at St. Joe's is the pastor, Father Jim Star Thank you for joining us this mo- uh, afternoon. I keep saying morning because it's said yesterday morning, so thank you for joining us today, Father. I'm happy to be here. And uh, as it is 3 o'clock, as we've been doing throughout the other two days of the drive, we're going to uh, get started with the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. I'll give that number out one more time, 877 795 877 or safely and securely online at realpresenceradio.com. And we'll go ahead and uh, get started with the chaplet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You expired,
2: Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which... Gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give Give us
1: this day day our our daily daily bread, bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against against against
0: us. And and lead us not not into into temptation, temptation, but deliver deliver us us from from evil. evil.
2: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
2: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead, He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, He will come to judge the living
0: and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the
2: body and blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our
0: sins and for those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion... Yeah. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
2: Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one.
0: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
2: Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one.
0: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
2: Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible. Look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, Jesus. I trust in you. Saint Faustina, Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray
0: for us. Make
2: of the heart of Mary. Pray for us. Most sacred heart of Jesus. Have mercy on us. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us sinners. In the name of the Father,
0: and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father, for leading us. You're most welcome. If you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to the Awaken Fall Live Drive uh, on Real Presence Radio. Uh, we are in the final day of our live drive, so if you've been waiting uh, till the end to make your calls, uh, we only have about four hours left in the day. So, it would be a great time to call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or donate safely and securely online at realpresenceradio.com. dot com. We'd love to hear from you again at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Like I said, my name is Nick Bidelski. I'm joined by Heather Carroll, who's in the uh the headquarters up in Fargo. Yes. And we're here in Owatonna. Uh the 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 other two of us are here in Owatonna, <laughs> Minnesota, um at St. Joseph Parish. Uh fittingly, uh during the year of St. Joseph to be here at St. Joseph Parish, and I'm with the pastor, uh Father Star So, uh Father, we were talking a little bit before we went on air, and you have uh, quite the uh quite the interesting Background uh, for how you wound up here in Owatonna, out of all places in the on God's green earth, um, and not the first interesting place you wound up either. So, uh, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about uh, your background? Yeah,
2: I, I I come from Joliet, Illinois, and uh, I'll even add something to that that the priest who served at Sacred Heart Parish here in Owatonna back in 1895. No, 1889 actually 1885 to 1889 i know that's a long time ago but i say that because when i did my parish's history which is saint joseph in joliet illinois i did the centennial book uh, back when it was mm-hmm. in 91 yeah. but it started in 89 and uh, i found out that the you know one of the priests who came to joliet was from the archdiocese saint paul oh. and he was of slovenian descent father son well lo and behold when i came here I saw the History Book of Sacred Heart Parish, and there was his name that he served here and at the parish, and they have a little archives and some nice uh, uh, mementos in the back of the church, or I should say, on the grounds of the church and behind the sanct- sacristy and the sanctuary, I should say. There's a gathering space, and there's an old, I believe it's a baptismal certificate mm. with his name on it. Oh, And wow. I say that because I... You know, this small world, and I never realized that he was the same priest then who went to Slovenia to get the pastor to found my home parish. Wow. From Slovenia, because I'm of Slovenian descent. And uh, and I found it fascinating. Also here, we have St. Mary's School,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's an independent Catholic school. It was founded by the Sisters of St. Francis of Mary from Joliet, Illinois. Wow. Whose foundation then ended up coming to uh, a new foundation in in uh rochester because mm-hmm. mother mose that was the foundress and there's some talk about why she left some problems with the bishop <laughs> of chicago at the time uh, or something because yeah, joliet yeah. used to be under the archdiocese of chicago mm-hmm. became its own diocese i think in 1950 or so somewhere around that or uh, late 40s but uh anyway uh it's interesting because she was very influential in the foundation of the mayo clinic with the mayo brothers and so right, on yeah so it's Pretty fascinating. She founded Our Lady of the Sister of Saint Francis of, of, of Our Lady of Lords. So mm. let's put that plug in there because I think it's important. Well, I've I've been a, I'm a diocesan missionary priest. I was ordained to be diocesan and missionary originally ordained in Newark, Archdiocese of Newark, New Jersey, and I've been in different places because I'm a missionary. I've been Eastern Europe in Estonia. I've been to the island of Guam, U.S. territory, and then I've been also serving in the Archdiocese of Newark. But I was called here because of the need for priests, and uh, and I arrived. I didn't know I was getting... I knew I was getting maybe two parishes, and then somebody said, no, three. I said, no, actually, it's an oratory. We have I have St. Joseph's here in Oatana. I have Christ the King just eight miles north mm-hmm. in Medford and the oratory which is in Deerfield which is a little bit west about 8 miles oh, west okay. of yeah. uh, of of Medford and there's uh, it but they're they're linked with Medford community they always have been to some degree because the pastor there would serve wow. and it's a little church out in the country built back in uh, probably the oldest church building structure in Steele County Oh, wow. it was back to 18 I don't know how to say 59 or sixty-nine I forget which Wow and um, so it's nice it's a nice little quiet place out there it's peaceful there's a little cemetery out there and but yeah I've been around and I've enjoyed every place I've been and I to serve the people of God and uh, and this year St. Joseph's been a blessing I I've been trying to do things we're trying to do a pilgrimage and uh, fill the bus to go to Our Lady of Good Help in Champion, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. in October, and also visit the shrine there in De Pere, yeah, if I pronounce that correctly, in Wisconsin, and uh, yeah, because I don't speak French. Sorry, excuse me, <laughs> all the French speakers, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a great gift uh, that Saint Joseph's, my home parish in Illinois, founded in 1891, and this parish too was founded in 1891. Wow and uh we used to have three parishes in town there was a polish one just to the uh, north of us by two three blocks it was uh um saint hyacinth served the polish immigrants and then that closed actually in the 50s and ah. between the two parishes of sacred art saint joseph the parishioners would uh, attend either parish and and as i said saint Mary's school remains an independent catholic school, but we two parishes in town we help support it in many ways and uh and it's good. We have a. We, we at one time it was a Catholic high school too, but now uh-huh. we're just a K, pre-K
0: through eighth. Through eighth, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the interesting thing about Oatana is uh, the, the, you have the two Catholic parishes that are you know what four or five blocks from each yeah, other, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <It's, laughs> oh wow! Uh, the original
2: structure of Saint Joseph used to be north of town, on on elm here, South oh, Elm. Oh, okay. And it was uh, burnt down it was a wooden mm. structure and then in the in 29 this one was begun during the depression and it's amazing that the beauty of this structure yeah and, really and really speaks a lot about the faith of our community we have here also when right next door was built this little um, blessed sacrament chapel which we call the catholic community adoration chapel of the most holy cross and it's a big gift i think to our town i I really believe it's brought vocations. We have, within about the last 12 years, we have five vocations from our our community here. And uh, our parish alone, I guess we could say we have three. Beautiful. Father Jason Kern, Father Tay Huang, he's in Wausika. Father uh, Christensen, he's a Dominican. There's Father Stiles, he's up in Mm. Archdiocese St. Paul. And then there's Sister Stiles, I... Forget a religious name, but she's a, you know the their brother and sister in the flesh, and she's a uh, sister of uh, uh, New York, uh, uh, the Sisters of Life, I believe. Oh, she's. beautiful! And, very cool. Uh, so it's great to see a very been, blessed uh, area. Yeah, and and I'm working with some young individuals. I'm try to encourage vocations sure. myself, and we pray every day this prayer that the Knights of Columbus have. They pray at their meetings, and I said, let's why don't we tweak it a bit and we -hmm. we pray it also at every mass we pray it so beautiful
1: because
2: yeah we need vocations I mean that's why I'm here and (laughs) we need more
1: absolutely well if you're just tuning in you're listening to our fall live drive we are on day three and I'm going to be kind of in charge Nick of the homework is what I always call it here I'm okay with that (laughs) that's all right. the talky talky I'll do the talky talky part you do the interview part (laughs) so we have a $5,000 goal this hour. Overall, we had a $10,000 goal, but people have stepped forward and pledged to give already $5,000. So I wanted to kind of read through some of those gifts that we have already received from some beautiful folks. Uh, Scott and Mary from Kellogg, Minnesota. We also had a donation from an anonymous giver who would like to offer this for all of their living and deceased relatives. We have an anonymous giver from Sioux Falls. We have one from St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Eli, Minnesota. They're offering this in... Ely, sorry, Eli. Ely. A lot of Slovenians there. Right? It's offering this challenge gift. Um, Donna Clark from Fargo is offering this challenge gift in loving memory of her husband, Pat. Gary from Grafton is offering this in honor of all the priests and religious sisters and brothers that have been in his life. If you want to join these, we have some more challenge gifts that we need to read, but I want to give you the number 877 7950122 is the number to call. We're trying to raise another $5,000 this hour. 877 7950122 is the number to call. You can donate online also. We did get an anonymous donor call in from Surrey, North Dakota, and they came in at the guardian angel level. So thank you for your kind and generous gift from Surrey, North Dakota. So back to our challenge gifts. We already raised $5,000, and we're looking to raise another 5000 And these folks contributed. Um, Jeff and Tanya Schneider from Kintry, Kintyre, are offering this challenge gift in thanksgiving to God for the gift of life and for the grace of openness to the Holy Spirit for the conversion of hearts and especially those most in need of God's mercy. Amen. Mark and Joanne from Cummings are offering this gift in honor of their family. Adele from Hazleton. Darren and Dorothy of Zoll, North Dakota, would like to dedicate their gift to the priests of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Williston.
0: Another St. Joseph's.
1: Amen. Deacon Anthony and Jaina from Mandan. This is a long list. There's a lot it's of a supporters. It's a very long list. This is the longest is, one I've
0: heard the whole drive. I know so, it's uh,
1: wonderful though. Did you
0: read through it before you volunteered to,
1: to do it all by yourself? No, you? I did not. But oh, okay. <laughs> I only have two left. I can do it. <laughs> Mary June from Dickinson, and an anonymous donor. So all of those folks have stepped forward with challenge gifts of five thousand dollars. We have five thousand dollars more to raise this hour. Eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two. Again, that number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two.
0: Or safely and securely online at realpresenceradio.com. dot com. I've gotten a lot of gifts come in uh, from the shifts I've been on at online. Mm-hmm. So I always want to make sure to give that that website out because that is a that is a pretty convenient way to do it. I know mm-hmm. some people when they're listening to the interviews, they don't want to turn down the radio to make the call on the phone. You don't have to turn down the radio if you're going to the website. You that's know, you right. You can do both at the same time. You can multitask. So
1: well, and you can uh, set up a that. payment plan too.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can go ahead and put all your information in there. So that's a pretty handy way to do that. Well, thank you for uh, reading through all those names. <laughs> you're and, welcome. And uh, getting that taken <laughs> care of for us.
1: I'm here to do the homework.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we mentioned, uh, again, the, the St. Joseph connection, which is really cool to me. You know, that's that's your parish growing up, and now you're in St. Joseph's again, and obviously making a big deal out of the uh, the year of St. Joseph here at St. Joseph's. And one of the ways uh, that, that that happened uh, is that uh, beautiful new mosaic that's in the, the hall here when you come in. Could you tell us a little bit about the, sure. that? that, that was, about?
2: Well, one of the parishioners who loves the arts was thinking, let's beautify the space and one of our former parishioners who now has a studio up in minneapolis he was uh, asked to, if he'd like to do this project and and his mother was behind that too and god rest her so she passed a few years ago but she had given him some input on how we can do this make it kind of a to show the local presence of our community as well as the image of saint joseph as a worker. We are a working class uh, town with the, the you know landscape, the farmland yeah. and yep. whatnot, and and you have the little um, Marys at the getting water at the uh, the spring, which we have a uh, uh, mineral springs park, and uh, that goes back to the old uh, right? Indian yeah. maiden Oatana, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Jesus as a, as a young as a youth with Joseph working alongside him. So and then there's the image of Saint Joseph Church too and and it's really nice. It's what's unique about it is this uh Michael Sweary, the artist, he uses old plates, tiles, wow. whatnot, and what he'll do is he'll he has to take each individual piece and and break it down and cut it mm-hmm. and then also he makes sure that the, the, the that it's not a sharp uh points he's got to grind it and Mm. he put it all together in sections and then he came and put it in in May and we did the blessing in June and he likes it that it's a tactile kind of thing like little kids can come up and touch it and that was why he says he's concerned about making sure everything is not there's no sharp edges and whatnot but it's uh, it's quite nice and uh, I mean it brightens up the space Um, he's got it on the stairwell Part and uh, and actually curves around, and uh, he had to take that into consideration. And uh, I I think he did a great job. I mean, we everybody loves it, and uh, it was quite fitting for the year Saint Joseph that it could be installed. I mean, COVID year kind of gave him probably more time to really complete the project, and then we started to open up, and we had a nice gathering one Sunday in June where we had it uh, blessed, and he gave his. His, I I don't know if we recorded him or not, but it was really—he did a great presentation. It was really nice.
0: Awesome. Well, we're going to head into a break here, and uh, we'll talk more about uh, the church here, as well as your interesting background, Mm -hmm. Father. And eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two—that phone number again for the Awaken Fall Live Drive. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I am so grateful for
2: what Real Presence Radio has been able to uh, accomplish in the way that uh, you know the programming that's offered and the opportunities for people to uh, listen to in the privacy of wherever or in their car or in their home, um, programming that you know uplifts them in their life of prayer and instructs them in things of the faith and gives them opportunities uh, to grow. So we've been so blessed as a right. diocese to have Real Presence Radio. Uh,
0: like I said, the the, the uh, Real Presence Radio has effects on people's faith. It's bringing people into the church. It's uh, making them stronger in their faith. And, uh, of course, the Holy Spirit is right there animating all of it. But it also takes the very practical things of technology and, and stations and whatnot. And um, and the Holy Spirit animates that for people to, you know, open up their hearts, open up their wallets to help further this ministry.
1: Sixty on Ten with Monsignor Charles Pope.
0: The fifth commandment you shall not kill.
2: At the heart of this commandment is an absolute insistence on the sacredness of human life. We read in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Before I ever formed you in the womb, I knew you, says the Lord. So every human life is sacred because it's caught up in the mind and the heart and the will and the love of God. And uh, no matter how we're conceived or any of the circumstances, God has always known and loved every human person. And for this reason, we are to hold sacred every human life. And we are to therefore never murder, never kill, Kill, never seek vengeance of course we have issues of abortion uh euthanasia today we have so many ways where we in some way disrespect the lives of, of other human persons and um, even our own life we we have to learn to respect it as a great gift from god the fifth commandment you shall not kill
1: ewtn live truth live catholic
0: And welcome back, Real Presence Radio listeners, to the Awaken Fall Live Drive. Let me give that number out one more time, 877-795-0122, 877 795 Nick Bedelski coming to you live from Owatonna, Minnesota. Wonderful Owatonna. Always love being in Owatonna. It's where we come and buy our groceries because we live in Wasika and all we have is Walmart. We don't have Aldi and Hy-Vee and all those fancy places, so we got to head on over to Owatonna. I'm at uh, St. Joseph Parish, uh, sitting here in Oatana uh, with Father Star Sinich, the pastor, and Heather Caro is also joining us from Fargo. So we have kind of a multi state thing going on right
1: now. Yeah, we're cool so, like that. We can cool. do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The <laughs> the beauties of the Internet and codecs and all that kind of fancy technical stuff. Right. Uh, which is very cool. And uh, we actually had a gift come in uh, during the break. So, uh, Heather, could you tell us about that?
1: Oh, yeah. You're going to make me say names I can't say, aren't you? <laughs> David from Ely, Minnesota. Good came job. In. Uh, thank you. That's a messenger lever- level. Uh, prayers for Father William Sackridge and his health issues. So we want to say... Uh, prayers for Father William. We also got a donation from John and Sue from Grafton, North Dakota, and guess what? They came in at the Apostle level. Do 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. So thank you so much to John and Sue from Grafton, and then Deacon Jack from Saint Charles, Minnesota, has come in at the Guardian Angel level. Deacon Jack of Saint Charles, Minnesota, offers his gift in honor of those who have answered the call to ministry and asks all of our listeners to pray for vocations. Amen to that.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Deacon, for that. And uh, Deacon joined us yesterday morning uh, on air. So uh, it's uh, great to hear about his call to the diaconate and Mm -hmm. and just what that means to him. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you, Heather, for reading those off for us.
1: Absolutely
0: so if you were listening uh before we went to break here uh father star was telling us about his amazing personal history of course he's very nonchalant about it (laughs) Uh, but it is kind of exciting uh not a lot of people i think would uh know uh, most people i would wager wouldn't be able to point to estonia on a map Mm yeah right so how did that how did that come about i know you said you were both a diocesan priest and yet a missionary at the same time so how does that work out
2: well how did i get to estonia well i can just put it briefly that Airplane. some of our some of well that's true <laughs> we, we did take an aircraft yes and um back in the 90s when after communism fell in 89 and the soviet union disintegrated or if you want to put it that way mm-hmm. and, and these little nations that they swallowed up they began to get their independence so the Catholic Church, obviously, wanted to help out, and the USCCB had their um, initiative mm-hmm. the, yeah. to help oversee the rebuilding of the church in Eastern yeah. Europe. So in a way, that's how it began, and mostly was funds to help. And then one of the bishops began to say, well, we have this diocesan missionary seminary. We can start to send personnel. So we started to send some of us as seminarians to kind of get a sense of the area learn a little bit the language and uh, so I went for three summers to learn both I was learning both Estonian and Russian and mm-hmm. it wasn't the easiest as a little bit later vocation so I I did my best but I was there two full years and it was it's on the Baltic Sea mm-hmm. it is it's just south of um, Finland you had the Baltic Sea and then the, if you go to the east you On the Baltic Sea, you'll go to St. Petersburg. So it mm-hmm. does border Russia, and to the south is Latvia, and then Lithuania. We actually, I stayed in the town mm. of Volga, which was on the border of Latvia. That's where mm. we were in Holy Spirit Church, small church. But the people had to come across the border, too, because um, the Catholics were very few. Mm and then it was in the town of tartu which is in the central part of this the country and it's the university town about a hundred thousand people maybe ninety thousand a hundred thousand and then the the Tallinn is the capital right on the Baltic Sea right. and there's a what do you call it one of those ferries that goes across oh, yeah. to Helsinki and I think it's about a two to a half hour boat ride and mm. remember we were father Guy he was a holy priest from France and he was doing the prayers of liberation he told some really interesting stories about the uh, praying uh, to liberate he wasn't an exorcist but he would do the prayers of liberation because oh, right. he was given the permission we were just we didn't have a, a resident bishop we were under the 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 epistolic uh, administrator for the baltics and now there is a i believe there is the bishop there now and um but it was interesting because the people were very um, a little bit suspicious of foreigners and they were openly admit that because they said listen, we were taken over by these foreigners to begin with the Russians right. and then we were suppressed and oppressed and and that made you know, living very far north colder than Minnesota, <laughs> shorter, shorter uh, uh, summers and longer winters and darker winters because you're further north there and so the people you could see they and they suffer with depression and other it's uh, like anybody if if you know the, the the message of the gospel is so important mm-hmm. to bring people hope and that was the nice thing we began to see that the people were getting the gospel given to them we were, there were priests from opus Dei there too and and us priests who came from the Diocesan missionary seminary and uh, so it was good and then then I found myself going to the island of Guam in the Pacific, and I served as a rector of a seminary there. I, that was another, oh, wow. that, that was
0: another big shock and surprise. But, <laughs> Did they wait to tell you till uh, you got there you're going to be the rector? No, or? <laughs> they they kind of told
2: me when I got the call in Estonia, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but I knew the Archbishop there, at, 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 mm-hmm. you know, as a seminarian, and anyway, that's another story. But uh-huh. but it, that was good. I mean, it, it's a very Catholic island, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brought over by the Jesuits, uh, and there's a martyr there, uh, Blessed Diego Luis de San Vitores, from Spain, from Burgos in Spain, and and of course Saint now he's a saint, I believe, Saint Pedro son. He was the young catechist Filipino boy who oh, wow. accompanied him. They were both martyred, and really they kind of laid the foundation, the blood of the martyrs there, and and the faith really picked up there. But like anywhere, it's very becoming I mean, very the dangerous secularization and everything um they're losing kind of the, even the sense of the culture there because the language of chamorro is not spoken by many they mm. become very much kind of anglicized and the u.s presence there for many years but it's a really nice island with uh, great people i mean I, I i really had a great time there i mean i felt really blessed to be there and uh to, to see the the work of you know how god works in so many people's lives and and then of course it was in new jersey for years it was not too far from giant stadium for the football fans oh, wow. and i did once do a mass for i think it was the miami dolphins they they were in town oh wow and they were looking for a priest to do a mass and i thought this would be pretty exciting but when i get there there was very few uh that were there and then uh, then they broke away from the mass because they had a meeting and and I remember that part, but they, they, it was in the hotel I had to go. That was kind of interesting, though. And uh, just being in, in the shadows of New York City and everything that, right, yeah. where we were, it's that metropolitan area in New Jersey, and and uh, it's good. I, I had a great time there. I mean, the thing that I see different about being here is, boy, the variety, variety of foods I could get. Because it's like living, oh, yeah. you know, you're really you're living in the, in the United Nations. Right, yeah, there. basically. There's so many yeah. ethnic groups, and, and it, that was also nice. I mean, I really get to see the universality of the church in my parish, because mm. there were so many people from many different walks of life, some of them working at the embassies and stuff. And oh, wow. So I, it was great. I mean, I had a great time in New Jersey. And I'm having a good time here, because... I'm a little bit closer to where most of my family is. I have four brothers and a sister. Being from Illinois, they're all back there. So I'm, it's only a six-hour drive rather than yeah, 12, 13, what I used to make, when I used to drive <laughs> it. But here at St. Joseph, it's wonderful. We're doing the year of St. Joseph. We try to do what we could to promote it, even though the restrictions are being lifted little by little, and we're more open. I'd say we got about 80, maybe 75 to 80 percent of the of the person who's coming back. Oh, which is pretty good, and yeah. and now we're, there's still a little bit of a cautionary—you know—we have to be cautious because things are happening, and nothing really too serious, thanks be to God. But other than that, we—I really hope to do this pilgrimage. We're doing it. I think it's the fifth and sixth of October. I can't do weekends. I told the folks. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to get away. Right. And uh, but other than that, you know, we are doing what we can to. To bring the the gospel. Right now, we're doing evangelization in the parish through the charism of the neocatechumen way. We have oh. about uh, fifty people attending Mondays and Thursdays at oh, seven, wow. and uh, it's uh, been a big blessing. I am grateful for that because uh, we need to we need to we need to do something to to reach the the mass it's not just the ones in the pews, but it usually starts there and then it goes to start to. Reach those who are far away, and it's a. I, I think it's Paul the Sixth who said it. Whether you do the catechumenate before or after, the important thing is do it, mm-hmm. because I think the the whole issue of our our crisis today is, uh, you know, not that. If we're honest, I mean, I can say, yeah, I, I received my education in the faith by eight years of Catholic grade school. Right. Went to public high school because my parents said they couldn't afford Catholic. Catholic school, so that was fine, but we were always close to the parish and involved with it, so that was always a blessing. But I can say that, yeah, when we really start to be challenged in our faith is when we're in our adult years, or even in our young adult, and what kind of formation, because my formation at eighth grade was four, and I was at the eighth grade level. So I can admit that, yeah, I can see the, the great need for adult education, adult catechesis, I'm very curious to see where we go with Pope Francis' recent letter on catechists. It was a very brief letter, but I think that's an important one. Thinking also of how we are very few priests and what to do with the parishes. You know, we're closing, we're merging. Is Is there the possibility of the role of catechists hanging on to these areas where Maybe you won't have a resident priest, and you're miles away, but you don't want to close the parish. But somebody's in charge of teaching, not just the children, but the adults and the young adults, and we continue with some kind of a formation, even without the presence of a priest. Right. And uh, I think these are kind of things we should think about until we start to really have a resurgence in vocations. Right now, we have 20 studying for our diocese, which is a, the current number for Winona-Rochester diocese and uh, and that's good. I mean, we need definitely more though. And, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> pray for their perseverance as they go forward and and um, yeah. We we just came off a Presbyteral Days here and it was a good meeting in Okaboji, Iowa, and uh, we are blessed. Our bishop is still a bi- Our bishop, even though he was officially. Mm-hmm. Sent in his letter of resignation when he reached 75 back in right. December, so he's going to be with us for a while. It looks like he's healthy, thanks be to God. Bishop Quinn, mm-hmm. and it was good. We was it was a good to be with my brother priests and and a blessing because we are there to support one another and encourage each other. And uh, it's always good to have the and, and this and this is different for me. Um, out east, we are very close because it's only four counties here, we're going from mississippi river to south dakota border it's a long it's a big diocese and we don't see each other as much and uh, so it was good to get together and and it was a blessing for all of us and uh, yeah
0: absolutely absolutely Uh, If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Awaken Fall Live Drive on Real Presence Radio. We're coming to you live from St. Joseph Parish in Owatonna. Father uh, Starosinich is telling us about uh, his background and his his work here at St. Joseph. And uh, this is a pledge drive, though, so we uh, should probably uh, pass things off to Heather for a second Mm -hmm. to uh, tell us
1: about what's going on. Do a little of the homework. So, uh, folks, we are trying to raise $5,000 this hour. Uh, The number is 877 795 Again, that's 877 795 You can also donate online or through our app. We've had a couple of gifts come in. While Father was talking, we have Irene from Cloquet, Minnesota, at the guardian angel level for for the poor souls in purgatory. Also, an anonymous gift from Bismarck, North Dakota, came in at the guardian angel level in honor of my family. So I wanted to go through a little bit of our giving levels just so that when you hear what we're talking about, um, we've assigned names to all of them. The Archangel level is at 5,000 and over, and we get really, really special trumpet blares that I have not yet heard this live drive. So if anybody wants to hear what that sounds like, you have to call in now at 877-795-0122 and donate over $5,000. I know there are people out there that can afford that. Also, the Apostle level is at $1,000 or more. And anybody that gives at that Apostle level gift will get Our Lady of Grace Rosary. It's a beautiful rosary. It has these beautiful blue beads on it. It has a picture of Our Lady of Grace on it. And then it comes um, with the Memorari Prayer and then it has been Touched to a reliquary that 's containing the blessed virgin mary's veil, so that makes it a third class relic. so anybody that donates a thousand or more will be getting this rosary, and it 's going to be a beautiful gift uh, and a beautiful relic. We also have the disciple level, which is at five hundred dollars, or if you want to break it up, you can do forty two dollars a month also messenger level is at three sixty or like we like to say, a dollar a day. It's not a latte. <laughs> <There's> the, <laughs> it's sad. I know. It's sad. Evangelist level is 250 or $21 a month or the guardian angel is under 250 and below. We accept any amount of donation. If you can only afford $10, we'll take it. If you can afford $10 a month, pray on it. Give us a call, 877 Again, we're trying to raise $5,000. So far, Nick, we have $2,740 left to go, so we're a little almost halfway there. So we just need a few calls, and we've got just about 10 minutes left of this hour. So give us a call, 877-795-0122, and make your donation right now.
0: And don't forget, you can also make that donation safely and securely online at realpresenceradio.com. Again, realpresenceradio.com or one more time, 877 795 It's at the point where I'm hearing that number in my sleep. <laughs> right I'm sure you do too. 877 yeah. uh, 795 to help us reach our goal for this hour um, and uh, make that call uh, now. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, before we did that, uh, you, me- you had mentioned kind of in passing the uh, the neocatechumenal way kind of taking off here at St. Joseph or at least getting started. Um, could you explain to our listeners a little bit about what that is who might be unfamiliar? I think it's, isn't it big out in uh, New Jersey? I thought it meant... Right. So even if when we look at the seminary where I spoke
2: about the Archdiocesan Missionary Seminaries, these were kind of a fruit of the neocatechumenal way that uh, John Paul II he had saw a lot of fruits and vocations and he wanted he wanted he liked the idea that if we if we go back to pastor's double it's one of his i always forget it an encyclical or apostolic mm-hmm. letter he's is called i will give you shepherds and he mentioned the need and he saw the future we need to ordain priests that can go anywhere cuz we need to fill in where the the needs are and that was pretty Providential that he decided to do that. And uh, so that's one of the fruits of these seminaries called the Redemptor's Mater, Mother of the Redeemer. But they are always under the bishop. We are we are not uh, a religious order or anything. Right. We are part of the diocese where we're ordained for, but then the bishop, it's up to the bishop. If he can lend some of the priests, and he has. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there are 120, I think, around the world now. And they're always under the diocesan bishop. And, and you're, not
0: it, the, you're not the only one here in uh, no, Texas with Rochester, and, right? And
2: Father Raul Silva in Austin in Queen of Angels, and I believe it was Father Del Tupper. He had welcomed the the cat. We called the catechesis for adults back in oh I don't know maybe ten, twelve, fifteen years ago. I forget oh, how long wow. ago when he was in. I believe I guess he was in Austin, and so there are uh, there there are communities you who know, form. The, the, the communities of the Neo-Catholic way, which mm-hmm. is basically uh, this itinerary of, really like the RCIA, but more kind of intense, um, more. Uh, how do you want to say like I said, doing it while we're already baptized, but rediscovering right. the meaning yeah. of our baptism? Yeah. This began as a uh, in Spain by men by the name of Francisco Argüello. He's his name. They go, by, he goes by Kiko as a nickname, and he was uh, uh, just inspired by. Charles de who who is now, I don't know if he's right. blessed or saint yet, but, and this idea of the presence of being a pre- Christian presence in the world, and, and you know, he just was searching himself, wanting to look for answers, and somehow this all just happened amidst the poor in the shanty towns, of on the shanty town, the outskirts of Madrid, back in the early 60s, and uh, a young woman who was thinking of going to, as a religious in um she wasn't a religious but she thought about it becoming a nun going to uh, I don't know if it was, if it was uh, um, Bolivia in and, and South America but she mm-hmm. met this man Kiko and she was impressed what was happening am- amongst the poorest there and and uh, and it just started and then the Bishop of Madrid kind of heard about it he, said, he was at the council the Vatican council and said what you're doing is what we talked about at the council and he said, I'm here to help you. And with the human key was but I don't know what's going on. These things are just happening. And he said, don't worry, I will support you in this. And and so that was the beautiful thing, the bishop seeing the fruits of something good happening. And and uh, he asked to bring it to the parishes, which was a little bit difficult in the beginning, because again, it started with the poor. And then after that, uh, it just spread. He went to Rome, got the blessing of the Holy Fathers and uh, from Paul VI on, mm-hmm. and um, numerous meetings throughout the years with the the Holy Fathers, to give, encouraging this uh, charism. Statutes were given to give approval for what's being done, because like anything, it's there's always things that call into question. And we said, no, we just want to follow what we, you know, if this is approved by the Church, we want. He would, Kiko was always insistent on that whatever the Holy See says, we. Right. I didn't want to start anything. This just right. happened. <laughs> right. So he was very obedient to say, let's just follow what the Holy Fathers say. And, and the Holy Fathers have always supported and given encouragement. And then he said, let's draft the statutes. That was during John Paul II's days. And then Benedict XVI finally approved them. And And so lots of fruits, mission families around the world, families ready to give their lives to go to different parts of the world where it's kind of de and and uh, vocations also a lot of vocations to the religious life for the sisters they many of them enter the cloisters the carmelites the Mm -hmm. poor Clares, the benedictines and and live a life of prayer and uh it's great i mean i for me it's been a big blessing in my own life in my own priesthood to see that it helps me to be closer to the people to understand the people better how can i serve them better I have others praying for me. I also would like to add that I was impressed when I came here that the Seven Sisters Apostolate right is yeah. something fantastic, and Absolutely. it also ties into the Salesians of Don Bosco. I spent one year with them. I was mm. discerning. I had been in the Air Force, and I uh, I was running away from the vocation actually, and, <laughs> and uh, but I, I I I went one year with the Salesians of Don Bosco, but I found out that that is a the Seven Sisters Apostolate really comes from the uh, the the mothers of um, a region in Italy who were praying that they would be vocations and and they many fruits came from that and a lot of them became Salesian priests and of Don Bosco who worked with the youth and great apostle the great uh, yeah, religious absolutely. order and um, so I always say I feel blessed in many ways I mean when I had realized that they were here I didn't even know about the Seven Sisters apostle then somebody saw. When I was in New Jersey I got a letter from somebody here they're praying for me seven wow. sisters and then I, I, a yeah. parishioner back in New Jersey said, hey I just saw an EWTN this uh, program about the Seven Sisters Apostles and they're in Minnesota <laughs> and I said you got to be kidding me I just got a letter from somebody and that really kind of touched me and struck me and then you know another parishioner who was very involved was the St. Paul Street evangelization which is a great initiative I've helped and accompanied them we go to Mayo Clinic sometimes yep. outside there and yep. And I think it's a wonderful way of just being a presence. And that was another word we were kind of hearing in our priestly, uh, presbyteral days these days. The importance of presence, that to be a presence. And and it's it's a good way of looking at things because we never know how God uses us. And that goes for the lady, not just us priests and religious. All of us who have the gift of our baptism, we live it. The grace of God is there through the sacrament of marriage giving great Absolutely. witness to what it means to be united in that great sacrament mm-hmm. but just by virtue of who we are as christians mm-hmm. to be that presence to others and maybe we don't understand it but just to be there maybe we don't say anything but somebody feels that uh, they're going you're going through a, you're going you're going through a crisis or something that but you're there for that person and they'll appreciate it maybe you don't know what to say but you're there and i think that presence is something we I mean, we're talking about real presence, real presence radio. radio right? Yeah, exactly. So That's we, what I was but thinking But even too, the so. fact that there's a presence in the airwaves, which is right, because even Paul speaks about the principalities and powers. Because there's other things in the airwaves that are not good. <laughs> right. So we need we need more of these blessings, like real presence radio, and and I'm glad that hopefully we can even spread it further. Because I know we used Absolutely. to say about trying to
0: get another one here in Oatana to bring a signal to other parts of our area absolutely well thank you for joining us father jim and father starasinich uh it's been wonderful having you on we unfortunately have to go to our top of the hour break 877-795-0122 877-795-0122